Yes, astral projection is real. The ability to separate your consciousness from your physical form is possible. Yes, it is a learnable skill. And yes, it does have practical potential for defense and intelligence gathering. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. So, everyone, we are having a conversation on the Monroe Institute on lucid dreaming and on astral projection. So basically, this is what happened recently. Vice News shared this incredible article about the CIA report on astral projection. And what essentially happened is that the CIA released a report called the Gateway Report, and it was about the U.S. military's experiments in out-of-body experiences as a means of understanding human nature and also psychic spying. You may have heard of concepts like remote viewing and so on, but this report always had a missing page. It was page 25. The Department of the Army had blocked out page 25. Now, what happened recently is it turned out that the Monroe Institute, which was one of the institutes in the United States, and I've studied at this institute, that actually specializes in induced out-of-body experiences had page 25. They released it to Vice magazine. It's been released to the world and people are abuzz about this, especially because there's so much conversation right now on astral projection and lucid dreaming. I'm sure you've seen that hit Netflix show Behind Her Eyes. Well, Jade Shaw here, who's our upcoming astral projection teacher on Mind Valley, was a consultant for that show. And I'm sure you've heard of a new lucid dreaming program with Charlie Molly. Charlie is here as well. And finally, we have Luigi, from the Monroe Institute. And so I've brought together three of the world's top leaders in astral projection and lucid dreaming to come together to discuss the mysterious page 25, but to also just take you guys on this whirlwind journey of what consciousness truly is. Charlie, on to you. Perfect. What I want to do is give you guys some background on this. Vision summed that up perfectly. Just give you a little bit more detailed background about what this document is and why it's significant. Because just the fact that the CIA now admit openly, for some of you, that may be the first time you've heard this. I mean, this is pretty mind-blowing stuff. So essentially, June 1983, this U.S. Army commander called Wayne McDonnell was asked to give his commander an assessment of the astral projection training program provided by the Monroe Institute. Now, Luigi, you can see on the screen, he is the UK Monroe Institute facilitator. So he's been working with the Monroe Institute for a long time. So he is the man to ask about these training programs. Now, essentially, this was like a 29-page document that featured detailed explanations of how 30 US Army personnel were trained in something called the Gateway Experience, which is the astral projection program at the Monroe Institute. And we're going to ask Luigi all about that. Now, it's a pretty fucking far out document, guys. I mean, apart from the mind blowing realization that arguably the world's most powerful government was openly sending people to the Monroe Institute to train in astral projection for military purposes. I mean, that's mind blowing in itself. But if you read the document and once I'm done and Luigi starts speaking, I will put in the chat the link to the CIA website PDF. So you don't need to Google this. This is on the CIA website itself. So I'll, I'll put that in. You can read it. It's a really deep document. But what does it say? Essentially, essentially, it says, yes, astral projection is real. The ability to separate your consciousness from your physical form is possible. Yes, it is a learnable skill. And yes, it does have practical potential for defense and intelligence gathering. And crucially, the quote from the report, McDonnell says that if the military were to experiment with astral projection, they should be intellectually prepared to react to possible encounters with intelligent, non-corporeal energy forms when time-space boundaries are exceeded. Guys, we're talking freaking aliens and angels here. I mean, this is far out shizzle. So, as Vision mentioned... This 29-page document was crucially missing a page, page 25. And people have been issuing freedom of information requests since 2003 saying, give us page 25. Where is it? All these conspiracy theories were abound. Maybe something in page 25 was just too far out to be released. Maybe you had to astral project to find page 25, you know, all this kind of stuff. Now, it, it is interesting because if you read 
page 24 into page 25, it does sound like it's time to cook him with gas. The last thing at the bottom of page 24 says, and the eternal thought of the concept of self, which results from this self-consciousness serves the, I mean, it sounds like we're about to get the meaning of life or the existence of God, right? And then it just cuts out and skips the page 26. Now, last week, I mean, this is nuts. Last week, it turns out that page 25 had been buried in a barn at the Monroe Institute in Virginia in these like archives in a folder for 37 years. And for some reason, I'm going to ask Luigi exactly why that is. For some reason, last week, Monroe Institute decided to like, yo, Vice, here's page 25 and you can read it. And it's deep as fuck. It talks about like the existence of the Holy Spirit. It talks about how like consciousness can move beyond the body. I mean, let me read you a couple of things from it because it gets really far out. Okay. One of the things that really stuck with me, it says, this would seem to be the real promise of the gateway experience from the standpoint of its ability to provide a portal through which based on months, if not years of practice, the individual may pass in his search to find the self, personal effectability and the truth in the larger sense. This is about self-knowledge. It says, this could be offset by the holistic form of perception associated with altered states of consciousness. To the extent that we come to perceive ourselves fully in the context of that portion of the universal hologram, which is the reflection of ourselves, to that extent, we release ourselves from the prison of subjectivity. I mean, no wonder this thing was redacted from the original thing. This is like the nature of self, far out stuff. <laughs> Essentially today, we are going to look at page 25 and its significance. But before we get that, I just want to drop a little thing before we get to Luigi. I think that this is actually less about what page 25 contains, but more about the fact that it's been finally released and the fact that it's been released now. What is the social significance of releasing such a document in the same week as physicists discovered a new form of energy and matter that may cause them to rewrite the rules of physics? Coming within nine months of the US government finally admitting that UFOs are real, not aliens, but UFOs are real, and that they've been studying them for decades. It's called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, and it's mainstream. And that comes within six months of the US government launching the United States Space Force. I mean, guys, I think we need to wake up, right? This is happening now. This is an exciting time to be alive. And it seems like the boundaries of consciousness are finally being pushed to their limits. I think this is exciting. And I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to speak to my good friend, Luigi. <laughs> so dude, I mean, I've hyped this up, but that's because I'm an excitable being. And I think this is amazing. <laughs> Just before you go on, Luigi, I yeah. want to just give a quick intro to the Monroe Institute. So oh, sure. I bet many of you here have heard of Robert Monroe and his books like Journeys Out of the Body. I started reading Monroe books when I was in college, and they just blew my mind. Robert Monroe was able to willingly astral project and then explore alternate dimensions, explore worlds that we can't see with our physical eyes. And he cataloged everything. And his books opened my eyes to the possibilities of new realities. So I started experimenting with astral projection. And I remember my first experience. I was a teenager, not a teenager, but in college. I was lying on the ground, going through the protocol. And I just felt myself shoot out of my body, go through the wall and into my garden. Being a kid, when I was asked to think of a place I wanted to go to, I just thought of my garden because I could visualize it well. Later on, when I realized that I could go anywhere, I was thinking, damn it, I should have picked the Eiffel Tower, the Grand Canyon. Why did I choose my freaking garden? But since then, I was not able to replicate that moment. So in 2011, I went to the Monroe Institute. And at the Monroe Institute, which is founded by Robert Monroe, Robert Monroe had invented sound technologies that induced astral projection. So I had some insane experiences in the Blue Mountains of Virginia, where the Monroe Institute is located. Luigi has been working at the Monroe Institute since 2006. Robert Monroe is now long passed on, but Luigi and the other scientists and researchers there have been providing this experience that allows you to explore the world outside the physical bounds of your body. Luigi, on to you. Thank you. Yeah, it's an amazing place. And Robert Monroe really was ahead of his time. I mean, he was a guy in the 20s who 
well, really in his late 50s, year 50s, he started having random out-of-body experiences. And there wasn't even a term for that. You know, he popularized the term out-of-body experiences. And he started playing around with sound technology. And this is what this report is really referring to, the fact that we develop in particular binaural beats, but now we are well ahead of what this report in 1983 was using. We're doing 3D layered sounds that induce gamma synchrony, which is something that binaurals can't get anywhere near. So the tech where we're up to now is even more advanced, even more far out there than what was available in the time that Bob Moreau was around. But the key thing here is, okay, so first of all, to address the conspiracy theory, nobody asked us about the report. <laughs> so, you know, we always had it in the barn and there's loads of things in that barn. We do not have the Ark of the Covenant, crystal skulls or any crates that buzz when you throw iron filings that magnetize to it. Cows can go happily in and out of it and don't disappear through a stargate and up to ancient Egypt. But there's lots of really cool stuff. And sometimes truth is even stranger than fiction. And this report and this page 25 is just one of many, many, many reports. Some are even more far out that you'll be able to see from the CIA side, especially with the declassified documents on the remote viewing programs, the psychic spying programs, which show tons of evidence of non-local consciousness. So this has been declassified since 2003. I mean, I personally find it really fascinating and quite amusing as well that it's taken such a long time for this to gain traction in the public consciousness because people are really, really interested in it all of a sudden. And yet one of the things I've realized after conducting well over a thousand interviews with the world's greatest thought leaders in everything from entrepreneurship to spirituality, to health and wellness, to relationship is that life is enormous. And there are so many ways we can make our life better and better in every way, in every single day. If you're successful in just one area of life, you might just suck in another. I've known billionaires whose romantic lives were in shambles. I've known incredibly emotionally intelligent people who just couldn't make money. And that's totally fine. It doesn't matter where you are. Life doesn't have to stay the same forever. You're not cursed or destined to be miserable or unlucky in love or struggling to make ends meet. You were just never thought how to have it all, how to do things differently, how to master the human experience from a mind, body, and soul perspective. This is where Mind Valley membership comes in. When you become a Mind Valley member, you are coached by the greatest teachers in the world. You get to live a life beyond your wildest dreams and learn the best systems, protocols, methods, step by step by step in just 20 minutes a day to get there. You become the man or woman that you've always aspired to be. And this happens in the easiest, most effective way because of the Mind Valley transformational model. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now. Don't settle for ordinary. Don't settle for your life the way it is now. Aspire to step into your greatness. It's been out for a long time. And I mean, I remember posting it, I think it was back in 2010 that I came across it. And I got a few likes on social media, <laughs> that, that was it. And then TikTok does it and it's like 20 million later. So the page itself was, personally, I don't think it adds any mystery or anything like that. But what it does highlight is that there is a particular process that we go through the Gateway program. It's about getting your left brain analytical side out of the way. It's not stopping that. You can't stop your thoughts. And if you do that, that's called self-policing. It's about having no resistance in your thoughts. And most of the problems that people have in the world, and I'm a psychotherapist as well, is a problem of rigidity, right? Mm. So rigidity of thought, action, and emotion. They're the kind of main things that hold people back. So when we can get into these more expanded states of consciousness. And we use sound for that. We also use different psychological tools as well and energy work and so on. We become more aware of our total self. And when we drop back into the total self, we realize that the part that's here operating on this level of reality is just one part. So the universe has your back and you can then go and play an experiment, right? So this is really where we're coming at, where we're helping people to develop a greater understanding of themselves, to forward their own personal evolution into untapped potential, and mainly to turn beliefs into knowns. That's kind of the main thrust of what we do at the Monroe Institute and programs at the Monroe Institute. 
because people can believe that they're more than their physical bodies, and certainly religions and spiritual traditions and so on hint at that. But to gain the first-hand experience by going into a different state of consciousness and maybe observing your body in the bed and saying, oh, right, I can exist outside of the typical reality frame, then, you know, what comes with that? There's a now what question. In the report, Lieutenant Colonel McDonald, so this is an army report, right? It isn't CIA. The CIA got their hands on it, declassified it, but it is an army report. The CIA, I don't think, would be able to investigate U.S. citizens on U.S. soil, mm-hmm. right? That's just kind of an overview thing. But this was an army report, and McDonald was really interested in the physics behind it. Now, as Charlie was saying, physics is really advancing, and we're finding things out that can't be reduced in the typical objective means that we're currently using to try to validate things. But we know that there's anomalies around the fringes. So we're saying, okay, well, what's that about? And he came up with all kinds of ideas about torsion fields and whatever else. That technically doesn't get taught in the Gateway program. That was his experience. And I think that that also is just something to bear in mind that you can't reduce this stuff down. You know, as soon as you start writing it down, you move away from the experience, the lived experience of what it means to actually be out of your body and have this expanded consciousness. And the model we use at the Institute is more like a radio analogy or tuning into a particular frequency. Mm. So this is a channel, you know, if you call this like a radio one, physical matter reality. But as soon as you start to sink back into yourself and start to expand out using the tech that we use, we can help to change that channel a little bit to become more aware of the different states that we exist in on a multidimensional level all the time anyway, right? And then when we tap into that, we can start to bring some of that back into this reality frame as well. Mm. So this is where I would hesitate to say, hey, you know what, this report has nailed it because anything that gets committed to writing, isn't it? It's a very good attempt. And obviously that was McDonald's experience. Brilliant. Luigi, can I ask you some questions? Go for it. There are some questions later I want to ask you, and I'm going to ask you to answer with a yes, no answer. This isn't one of them, but later I'm going to yes, no you about the CIA's involvement with Monroe Institute at this time. (laughs) But for now, can you tell us what was the original motivation for the U.S. Army wanting to see if they could train their soldiers to dislocate their consciousness from their physical form? What was the original motivation? Well, I think the original motivation was psychic spying. You know, I mean, it's a military application. Just to cut a long story, and you can find this out even in those CIA declassified documents, there was knowledge coming out of Russia saying that the Russians were developing a psychic spying program and using protocol that then came to be known as remote viewing, which the archaic term was clairvoyance or clairsentience. So getting information at a distance, which is a kind of a form of out of body. It's a non-local consciousness anyway. So you can be sat in a room, eyes open, but just tuning in to what is coming through your senses and beyond and making a note of that. And they found that you could train people to get information at a distance and you couldn't block it. You know, so the U.S. Army got a bit worried about that because they thought, well, somebody's going to find out some stuff that we're doing, so we better find out more about it. And, you know, there were all kinds of experiments, some really cool stuff that people were doing. They found that you couldn't block it, but you could certainly distract the viewer. So if you've made a military base or had a meeting inside a casino or a bordello or something like that, then the viewers are going to get the excited energy of what was going on in the casino. So you could distract a viewer. And that was it, really. So this is a kind of progression from that. Well, what if they could go out of body and go to the target location? Maybe they could get more three-dimensional information about the target and so on. But, you know, in practical terms, that can happen and absolutely did. And there's tons of declassified documents where you can look at that. But then, you know, some of these viewers also go, hey, you know, we're all one, we're all connected. And there's a field that we tap into and maybe we don't want to do this kind of work. So it can actually have the potential to backfire as we realize that we are all coming from the same source. That's really interesting, Luigi, because I've heard that before, that a lot of the soldiers who managed to astral project, the experience of knowing they were more than their physical body had such a powerful deconditioning effect on their part of their mind that wanted to be a soldier and wanted to fight the Russians 
that some of them became kind of so loved up that it didn't quite work. Is that true? Yeah, it can work like that, or it can work the other way completely. You realize, oh, wow, we're all emanating from the same potentiality. Therefore, this life experience is just that interaction and experience, and we're learning something for the larger consciousness system. So why not go around killing people and see oh. what that's like? So because, you know, there isn't this judgment and punishment and so on that, that happens. You know, you're feeding information back into the database. You might learn bravery and valor and courage and camaraderie in a way that you wouldn't do in maybe suburban life or something like that. So it's an expression of being, and that's all it is. The judgment is what we tend to apply. So I'd love to share some weird stories of what the U.S. government reported. Now, these are published in various books. I think one of the books is The Conscious Universe by Dean Radin, PhD. I may be wrong there, but I remember one story. It had to do with psychic spies. This was the Stargate program. So people were asking, why was the U.S. government using this? Mm -hmm. Well, there were two big wins. One was there was an Italian terrorist group called the Red Brigade, and they had kidnapped the daughter of an Italian politician, the remote viewer, was asked to find where this girl was being held. And he was able to describe a street and describe the building. And they were able to send the military in to rescue this woman. There was another incident where a US plane was downed and they wanted to seize this plane. This was the 80s, right? During the Cold War. They wanted to seize this downed US plane before the Soviets got to the wreckage and were able to replicate US technology. The remote viewer was able to see a river and the bend in the river where the plane had crashed. And they were able to identify that river based on how he drew it and dive in and get the parts of the plane before the Soviets got to it. So there were so many interesting situations. But Luigi, because I want to have people look up Monroe, can I share my experience with Monroe? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Robert Monroe was a true scientist. When he went out of his body, he would observe certain ethereal realms and notice that these realms had patterns. And he would give them names, like there was level 10, level 8, He was very scientific about it. And there was this one realm which he described as a garden. It was a waiting place where souls went before you go to heaven. Luigi, what did he call this realm? It's the park, what we call park. Uh, Level what? 27. Level 27, okay. I went through a class in Michigan, and the instructor in this class had us all strapped up to Hemisync Audios, which is the sound technology that the Monroe Institute developed. It is so good, guys. If you guys get to buy Hemisync, buy Hemisync. And so I had some bizarre experiences going through this audio. Now, firstly, I didn't feel like I was going out of my body, but there'd be a moment where the audio said, call on your guides, and if your guides are around you, you will sense them. And I felt someone put their hand on my shoulder. And I turned around, and there was no one around me. Then at a certain point, I end up in level 27, this garden, and I'm walking through this garden and I come to a bridge and a man approaches me. Now I see this like I'm half dreaming. And this man has a smiley face, not a regular face, just a smiley face. And I ask him, what's your name? And he goes, Ed. Ed just shows me around the garden and I come out of it and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm just making this stuff up as I go along. Then we come together for lunch and a woman says, I got to share this experience. I met this guy called Ed. And I go, what? You met Ed? I met Ed too. And another lady goes, well, I met Ed too. How did we all see the same name, Ed, in our dreams? And so those were some of the bizarre encounters I had with Hemisync. So again, the Monroe Institute, check out Robert Monroe's books, check out Hemisync, which is the sound technology he pioneered. And if you guys really want to go deep, know this, Jade Shaw, is going to be teaching astral projection on Mind Valley. We have an astral projection program coming up. Charlie just finished his lucid dreaming program. We are actually speaking to the Monroe Institute about working with them to make this program even better and bringing in some Monroe audios. But you can also Google Monroe Institute and look at their audio library and invest in these audios yourself. These are truly remarkable creations. Yeah, thank you. And just on that project with Jade, I mean, you know, just to give you an idea, we've got a program at the Institute called Discovery, where we're measuring people's EEGs. So we're measuring their brainwaves as they're going into these states. And we're using the new technology, which we're calling Monroe Audio Support, and getting into these beautiful gamma synchronies. So these are kind of like portals, essentially, Mm -hmm. that when people tune in and get synchronized, then they can become aware of being in their body with being led on the zero gravity chairs or whatever it is and being expanded into another state of consciousness at the same time so we can have 
the classic out of body where you're lifting out of your body, but you can also have this bilocation or even trilocation experience where you're just expanding out, getting information out of distance, either an out of body state or a remote viewing, coming back and providing verifiable information. So this is the kind of stuff that we're hoping to incorporate into Jade's program, and we're developing an app to do exactly that, and we're using it in our OB Spectrum program. So we teach the courses that use the technology as well. So there's lots of really cool stuff. And just to come back to the point about why is this taken off right now, I think there is a little bit of a cosmic joke about that. Something is synchronistically guiding this, where I don't think anybody's held on to these documents because they were freely available. But the interest now is because the consciousness is shifting. So now we can actually do something with this information. And there are organizations, obviously, like Mm -hmm. the Monroe Institute, like Mind Valley, what you guys have been doing up to now, Charlie and Jay, that are ready to support people in their own journey of self-discovery, which is what is happening right now. So it's a very exciting time. Just so you know, there are 1,200 people listening to you live right now. There are 26 questions in the Q&A. I love the comment. Allison just said, this is scientifically supported woo-woo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So's that. You know, we were spoon bending on the weekend. Wait, someone bent that with their mind? <laughs> I bent this. <laughs> your mind? So we were teaching spoon bending. This was my wife's attempt. You know, that's what she did. I got this and, you know, you connect with it. So this is the point. <laughs> and getting to information. He drops in a bent spoon like it's nothing. Bent spoon, like, oh, you've got to get the times, man. You know, that's how you do it. That's, you, that's Jedi level. You guys oh. teaching that <laughs> now at the Monroe Institute? This is Saturday, you know? This is the point. <laughs> that these are major experiences, but we can do this, you know, just connect. You guys at home, pick up a spoon, go and bend it. You'll be able to connect with it and do it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Russian intel, right? <laughs> we all have this capacity. We tell ourselves with our left brain, our brain handy, that bit is telling you you're not enough, that you're not all of this. You're not the universe looking at itself, interacting with itself. So trust yourself more. And if you don't, then listen to some tech, do the exercises that you guys are going to be teaching that we teach on Monroe, sink into more of the totality of yourself, and you'll start to build that trust. That then allows you not only to get out of this reality frame and think, okay, well, there's stuff that happens somewhere else, but you can bring it here. You know, this is where you create. The Monroe Institute is insane, but you guys just do such amazing stuff. I wish more people knew about you. If I knew you had spoon bending parties, I'd fly to freaking Virginia right now. Yeah, well, hey, there's the MC Squared program, the Manifestation and Creation Squared program that Joe Gallenberg teaches at the Monroe Institute. And that's what they do. They light bulbs with their hands. They're growing seeds. What? They're doing all kinds of really cool stuff because yeah, it's about... anyone uh, just enroll in that? Or do you have to go through some preliminary programs? You, you would get have to do the gateway because that lays a foundation for it. Yeah. And that's kind of our entry into most of the other graduate programs. Just because I'm supposed to be keeping the time schedule here. (laughs) We're cool, but I'm going to ask Luigi a set of yes, no, or no comment questions. Then I'm going to pass over to Jade, my wonderful former wife, and Vishen, my wonderful friend. Luigi, yes, no, or no comment. Did you know that 25 existed, that page 25 was being held at the Monroe Institute? I did not. That was not yes, no, or no comment. It was a no. Okay, no. Next one. Is the CIA or any governmental agency still using the Monroe Institute for practice and research? I would say kind of I don't know because we tend to have people coming in doing the programs. So sorry, it's not a short answer, but not formally, no. Okay. And finally, do you believe that astral projection can be taught to anyone and that we all have the ability to leave our physical body? Yes, because you're not in it now. Boom. Over to this. Wait, wait, wait. You said you're not in it now. What do you mean by that? (laughs) Because there's this old idea that there's a physical body and you separate from it. Yeah. But that's just like saying there's only Radio 1 and then everything else comes from that. That's just because you tuned into Radio 1. You go out of body every time you kind of get distracted and you might have a daydream, but connect with some other energy intelligences. I mean... Whenever you have an intuitive flash that connects with your expanded self, essentially, you're riding the out-of-body spectrum. So we're doing this all the time very naturally. But the idea that you're only in your body is kind of an old idea. So Uh, I want to ask you a question, Luigi. When I was at the Monroe Institute, I remember during one of the lunch times, we had a U.S. Army guy visit us. So I was doing the Gateway Experience, and we set out in the garden, the beautiful garden that you guys have. 
I can't remember his name, but he was one of the well-known CIA remote viewers. Joe McGonagall. Joe McGonagall. Yes, that was him. And he all spoke about his adventures. And he mentioned that he once decided to leave his body and explore space. And he traveled through space for several days and his body went into a coma. And he said he went into this state where he was just flying across the universe. And then as he started to forget who he was, his wife freaked out and his wife woke up his body and he went all the way back to his body. I suppose that that can happen. Joe is pretty intense in his travels, you know. Yeah, Joe was really intense. awesome. (laughs) But he can really focus his mind incredibly well. But most people, you know, they dabble a little bit. Then they're traveling out and they get a little bit worried. So they think about the body, they snap back. Most people have the opposite problem where they can't stay out long enough. Can we talk about something really freaking weird? And this is the Lifeline program. When at the Monroe Institute, you guys played an audio of how Robert Monroe could communicate with a ghost, like literally a ghost. It's a soul that's trapped and has forgotten where he is. And Robert Monroe could invite that ghost to enter his body and then speak through his mouth. And then a guide could help that ghost transcend and go up to heaven. That was the weirdest thing I experienced at the Monroe. Just just to talk about that. Yeah, of course we can. Okay, so that is called the Patrick event and you can find it in the archives Mm -hmm. on the Monroe Institute website. It wasn't Bob who channeled this incarnate entity. It was another explorer who was in the lab. We have like a a soundproof lab with a waterbed that's body temperature regulated, all that kind of stuff. But Bob would have been in a separate control room talking over a mic to the other room where it's all shielded and Faraday caged and all that kind of fancy stuff. So this person was guided to somebody who was in this kind of in-between state. And this can be a very long conversation, but when somebody passes over from this reality, they enter what essentially is known as Zabardos, right? And depending on your tendencies and your beliefs and so on, you can be sucked into what we would refer to as belief system territories, which can include ideas of Christian heaven and so on. It could also be you just going to the local pub and just doing your daily routine. So this person didn't know that he was dead. And so it's been an accident. And so the task was to help this person move on. And it's one of the tasks that we can do in the Lifeline program, which essentially comes under the remit of soul retrieval or soul rescue kind of work. That's what was Brilliant. happening. The chat is definitely asking to hear from our superstar, newest Mind Valley author, the amazing Jade Shaw. So Jade Shaw, you have been listening to all this and you are in the midst of creating the latest Mind Valley astral projection 30-day quest, which looks freaking cool from all the scripts I've read so far. Tell us, how can people learn to do what we've been talking about? Well, they can come on the quest and learn how to do everything Luigi has just said, apart from the spoon bending. Spoon bending is not on there, but learning how to astral project for beginners as well and to access some of these realms that Vishen was talking about, have these potential encounters with other beings or parts of ourselves and exploring the nature of our own mind, reality, and the universe, basically in a nutshell. How will this be done? Through videos, through the app, like through meditations? What's the setup of the quest? Yeah, Luigi mentioned this already. So we'll be looking at doing meditations, breathing works, and physical exercises. And we're going to be partnering with the Monroe Institute to use some of their technology, their most modern ones, so even better than the hemisync stuff to help us get into these altered states. I've requested the gamma wave. I said, give me your most powerful gamma wave stuff. I want it for our track so we can just take everybody out there. But we will be looking at, you know, some of the intentions that we want to do. You know, why do we want to do this practice? How is it going to benefit our lives? How are we going to use it to aid our everyday transformation as well. So we're going to look at, you know, bringing it right back down to earth in the everyday and then taking it into the spiritual and the transcendent as well for those that want to go there. And what would you say, Jade, are like the three top benefits of astral projection? Why would freaking hell 1,200 people who are tuned in now, let alone who watch the replay, why would they want to astral project? What are the kind of three main benefits? Gosh, there are no words. Like Luigi said, once you start writing these experiences down and trying to put them into the human language, you reduce it down because there are no words. But from a Western psychology point of view, it would be to self-actualize and self-transcend. So Maslow, who is a famous psychologist, talked about 
self-actualizing, bringing our full potential, accessing our full innate wisdom. And, you know, that can take a lifetime for some people and not even that. So you can use astral projection to self-actualize and then go beyond. He had an extra level later on at the top, self-transcendence. So going beyond duality and effectively going into the true nature of reality and who we are beyond this human body in the vast scope of the universe. So we can go from the really far out, but then we can go also to the everyday. I mean, one of the most powerful things I think I've used it for and a lot of my students have is to heal grief, to Mm. potentially, you know, meet people who have passed on and to have that final closure, that final meeting and to be able to move forward through healing grief. But then you can use it also to find answers to problems, to be able to do shadow work as well. You know, in shamanism, they talk about soul retrieval. And one of the ways in which they do this is through astral projection. And soul retrieval is the idea that when we've had a traumatic event happen to us, a part of our soul, our psyche splits off. And so through astral projection, you can reclaim that part of yourself, that part of your soul and make yourself whole again. So you can heal as well through shadow work and soul retrieval. So there are many different avenues, but I want to ask the Mind Valley audience, what is it for you? If you were to do astral projection, why would you want to astral project? Is it for the spiritual side, for the self-transformation or to help in your everyday life? And what would it be for you? Because one of the best things that is going to get you to astral project when you start the course, and I think I talk about this in day two, is having a meaningful motivation. So it's all good and well going, I want to fly into the universe. I want to meet David Bowie on the astral planes or whoever might have died that you aspire to. You know, why is it a meaningful reason? Find that meaningful reason, your reason why, and then the greater consciousness system, your spirit guide, your higher self is going to get on board with you to make these experiences happen. If it thinks, yeah, that's a really good reason. We're going to help you meet your dead father so that you can move beyond grief, or we're going to help you find what you should be doing in this lifetime. So if you have that motivation, that can be really powerful. Really think about your reason why. I was talking to a girlfriend and it's funny that Vishen was mentioning the spying and we was talking about that. And I was telling her some of the stories and she was like, so I could go spy on my ex-boyfriend down the road then. And I was like, ethics, Claire, ethics, there are out-of-body experience and astral prediction ethics. So probably you know, since not. Since we broke up, Jade, I have sometimes felt your presence in my bedroom at night. There was nothing to see, but I have felt your presence. Just checking up on you, you know, got to make sure things are all above board. And, you know, Waffles has been well looked after when I'm not there. <laughs> Thank you, Jed. I'm sure people had some questions I, for you. I was muted, but I said I knew this was going to get weird. I knew something awkward was going to come up. <laughs> we have had shared experiences before, so, you know. Yeah, that shared lucid happen. dream we had was nuts. Oh, that's awesome. Tell us about that. What is the shared lucid dream? Which one should we do, Jade? The elephant one the was our spiciest class. one. That's yeah. the one you're going to share. Spiciest one. Spiciest was, but I was running a lucid dreaming retreat in South Africa, and Jade kind of knew that on those retreats, I'm basically nailing it, getting lucid every night because I'm expected to, because 50 people expected me to do it. So she knew I'd be practicing every night. We had set up a protocol. Jade would get lucid and try and enter my either non-lucid dream or hopefully lucid dream, and would give me a passcode. Because how do you know if it's a real shared experience unless you have a password, Mm. which you can then verify in the morning? Jade tried a few times with passcodes. And I had an interesting thing. One of the times Jade came into my dream with a passcode, I had a dream. In my lucid dream, two security guards came up to me and said, excuse me, sir, what's your identity? And I said, Charlie, Charlie Morley. And they went, oh, okay, let me just check. And on that same day, Jade had been going, Charlie Morley's dream now, Charlie Morley's dream now, as if some sort of security guards in my dream had manifested. But the one where we got a real hit was Jade was lucid. And in Jade's lucid dream, she went, Charlie Morley's dream now. I want to end a Charlie Morley's dream now. And rather than giving a pass word, she gave a pass image, which was a woolly mammoth. Jade was like, oh, Charlie's definitely not going to be dreaming up woolly mammoths. So I'm going to send that in. Now, at the same time, including the two-hour time difference in South Africa, I had the following dream. I was non-lucid, but I was witnessing. And I was walking down a street in London and suddenly out of nowhere, this elephant walks into the dream, walks straight up to me, bows its head and goes like, like that, as if like ride me. So I get on this elephant, I'm riding it along thinking, this is the freaking weirdest dream. Where did this elephant come from? And then two weeks later, I get back from South Africa and Jade's like, 
Charlie, what did you dream on the 14th of August? And because we both keep our dream diaries, as all the questers will know, it's so important. I was able to check and be like, 14th, oh, nothing. I just had this weird dream with an elephant. And then Jade was like, elephant, elephant. Oh, it's so close, so close. I sent Woolly Mammoth. And then she showed her dream diary. We could confirm it. So, I mean, someone recently said, because South Africa's hot, she sent a Woolly Mammoth. It had to get rid of its fur. But, you know, it's close. Woolly Mammoth's a direct descendant of elephants. So it wasn't a direct hit, but it was pretty close, right, Jade? Yeah. And also you forget it was an Indian elephant that came into your dream. I can't remember how we knew that, but my heritage, my dad is Indian. That was a weird part of the dream as well. Or it could be because I'm Indian and (laughs) we are friends. Like, don't think it's just about your dad, Jade. It might be me. (laughs) Because we were going to have this conversation. So it's all quantum consciousness, right? It's all happening in every reality at the same time, simultaneously alongside each other. So we have around 10 minutes left. So in summary, those of you who are Mind Valley members, you can take Charlie's Lucid Dreaming program on Mind Valley. It's 30 days and so many incredible stories from this program. Jade's program is going to be released in about four or five months, and that's on astral projection. And I also want to encourage you guys to check out the Monroe Institute. We're really excited about collaborating with Monroe to bring some of the audios into the program that we're about to film with Jade. So we're going to introduce astral projection to all of you guys who are Mind Valley members. Now, some of you are here as guests. You may not be a member. Don't worry. Just go to mindvalley.com. You can become a member there. You're not just getting access to all of these programs. You're getting access to like 50 programs, all world-class in every aspect of personal growth, from gym workouts to leadership programs to entrepreneurial training from top-tier entrepreneurs. And then you're also part of our community. And basically, like your entire life is completely transformed. It's mindvalley.com. So check out mindvalley.com and check out the Monroe Institute. Charlie, Jade, is there anything else you guys want to discuss? Or we could also answer questions from the audience. Yeah, I think let's open it up, man. The first question is from J.D. Balachis. What is the ultimate place to project yourself to have the ultimate spiritual awakening? (laughs) Jade? (laughs) I would say to request a place to have ultimate spiritual awakening, but then be open to whatever might come to you. Because within that intention of that request, you might get something that is completely unexpected and that might absolutely blow your mind. So have that request, but then be prepared, be careful what you wish for during astral projection, because you might get given the nature of reality and it might be so beyond your human perception that you might glimpse it for a split second and then come back. But who knows, maybe you might have a longer experience, but when you go for the big stuff, you might be asked to do some work before that as well. Often you get tests, often you get experiences which you need to move through in order to get to that level. Things to do with trauma, shadow work, healing. Some of the tests are really cool, actually, that you get given. And some of these tests through come in scary experiences, such as sleep paralysis as well. So do be careful what you wish for, but do ask it. This is what I love about the Mind Valley audience. They ask these mind-blowing questions. They don't play small, they play big. So I'm really glad that you're going for the really far out stuff. And actually, I'm going to incorporate more of this after this conversation because I'm developing the quest at the moment. So That's really cool. And I'm going to paste a link over here. So if you guys go here, you can see Mind Valley members have shared case studies of what they have experienced as they went through Charlie's program. We have about 36 case studies. The program is ending soon, so we'll probably get another 100 or so coming in. But read some of these stories. They're pretty amazing. You can also get it by going to stories.mindvalley.com, then just click on Lucid Dreaming. Now, let's go on to the next one. Is there a risk associated with astral projection? Should I have someone taking care of my body? Ooh, Luigi, why don't you have a look at this one? Okay, you're safe. You're fine. I've been going out of body consistently for about 20 years now and it's good to do a bit of prep work so that you don't project your fears in a thought responsive environment but that's about as far as it goes when you encounter things that are negative or fear-based those are thought forms and it's possible to meet them because if you're really tentative and you're like oh my god what am i going to meet then you're projecting that anxiety and fear into that space and you're probably going to meet that because it holds a mirror up to where you are in your own development. So the idea would be to say, well, actually, you know what? I'm more than my physical body. I can't be destroyed. And as I was saying before, you're not really actually going out of your physical body because your consciousness is in all of these spaces at once. So it's just what you're tuning into. 
So there isn't anything mm -hmm. that can come in or take over anything, right? But you can get in resonance, and it is a resonance, it is a frequency, and it's what you're tuning into. So just connect with your heart. Get out of your head a little bit. You know, Connect with your felt sense and really say, okay, well, I'd like to resonate with something that helps me, my growth process in some way. You know, show me what my total self is experiencing right now. Because sometimes you'll come across these terms like emptiness and, you know, the oneness and so on. It can feel quite cold, but that's a metaphysical label. As a psychological felt sense, it feels like absolute love. That's how we translated it with our consciousness. So tune into that frequency, tune into that vibration, and you won't have to worry about anything that you encounter in these states. It's got to be joyful, you know, that's the point. If you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? Go and play. You can do a lot of cool stuff in these states. And the next question is, is Luigi Shambarella your real name? Because you I, have a British accent, or are it, you just using a fake name so the Mind Valley audience doesn't track you down for more information? Because as fake names go, Luigi Shambarella is a pretty creative fake name. I have to say... It's a real name. Both of my parents are Italian. I was born in Blackburn, Lancashire, hence the curse of my accent. But Vishen, I'm very, very grateful you pronounced it correctly. <laughs> Everybody got it. And uh, you nailed it. So, yeah, it is a real name. And it's also part of, because I do teach lucid dreaming as well, it is a reality check for most people. They go, hang on a minute. Something's <laughs> not quite right. <laughs> By the way, that, that wasn't an audience question. I was just wondering out aloud. <laughs> Yeah, it is a real name, but I do speak Italian as well. So. so the next question is, what happens to your brain during astral projection? What brain waves are at work? What part of the brain is activated? Okay. You get more whole-brained. That's one of the things that happens. So normally in the daytime, we're operating with frontal lobes and left side of the brain, mainly critical faculty and so on. We tend to shut that off. What's interesting is that the more you shut off of this, the more you access these different states of consciousness. That's the cool bit, right? So it's not like this is giving you the experience. This is kind of tuning in, but it's only one part. So your brain is important. That's the kind of radio receiver, as it were. But you need to do more than just get into a particular frequency. This is what Jade was saying. You know, it's about intent as well. So that's why all these binaural beats and whatever sound tech and so on can't give you an experience. That's an objective thing. So if you get into the theta boundaries and you've got this gamma synchrony going on, that opens up the portal or it takes you to the doorway, but you have to go in and party, right? That's only part of what's going on. You'll get into these synchronized states, even in deep sleep, but you're not aware of it. So you have to train that. And when you do that, then you can connect to the oneness every single night if you wanted to. So this is what we're playing around with. The brain isn't all of it. If it was, then actually all of your experience could be reduced to this, which is kind of what the material science is saying for the most part. But we know we're more than this as well. I see. Really cool. Guys, we're coming to the tail end of this conversation, so we'll quickly wrap up. Luigi, any closing words? And could you tell us where people can learn more about Monroe and the best way to get started? Yeah, thank you. So first of all, thank you for bringing me on. I enjoyed the process and I hope it invites all of you to explore more about yourself. And also these expanded states, they're not better. They're just expanded. They're a broader perspective. So don't devalue your life experience in this reality. That's a really important thing to note. That broader perspective informs this perspective. And that's what we're really trying to bridge at the Institute as well, which is why we do the manifestation work and whatever else. So if you want to know more, we have obviously the monroeinstitute.org website where you find out all about our programs. I teach the programs in the UK as well, and we're doing virtual programs. So there's a UK website and by all means, reach me. You can find me on Facebook or just send me an email, which you'll find on the UK side. Lots of cool stuff coming and probably included in some of the programs that you guys are going to be doing as well. Next question is, can we follow you on Instagram? And do you have an account where you bend spoons? With Alan Evans, who's a wonderful trainer at the Institute, we do have a one-day spoon bending workshop. We just had a weekend of that where 
virtually everybody was bending something which was really cool. It's not the reality check, Charlie, the distracted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're in this reality. This Charlie, we're doing, were you doing a reality check? Mind-blowing, but this is happening. <laughs> I've done about 20 in the last hour. I know, I know. It's all weird. We teach that, and we're going to be doing it again on the, I think, the 8th and the 9th of May. It's uh, over Zoom, so that's how we do it. So, yeah, just get in touch with me, and I'll put you in touch with that. That's amazing. Yeah. Are you on Instagram? TMI UK is the handle. So you can follow that. There's a Monroe Institute in the UK. That's interesting. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's basically the courses I'm running. <laughs> oh, this is. oh, I see. And the cool thing is that because of the COVID restrictions lifting faster here than pretty much anywhere else, we will have on-site in-person workshops in July. So I'm going to be teaching the Gateway program in July. In the UK or in the Blue Mountains? In England. And then we're going to be bringing our OB Spectrum program to the UK amazing. in September. Charlie, Jay, do you want to give your Instagram so people can follow you? Because you guys post so much interesting stuff. Yes, sure thing. I'm Charlie Morley, Lucid Dreaming, with an underscore between each word. Uh, apparently, if you just Google Charlie Lucid, all my stuff comes up, which is pretty cool. And of course, we've got the Quest. The first cohort of 30 days just finished like last week, and we got really good responses. Not just tons of people getting lucid, but tons of people having really deep insights from their dreams. So please come and join me on the Quest because it's like evergreen now. You can still join at any time. Mindvalley.com forward slash lucid. And Jade, your Instagram? Oh, you posted it. Jade underscore show underscore astral underscore teacher. You guys couldn't come up with a simple one or two word Instagram. Both of you have (laughs) the longest damn Instagram titles ever. Dude, you have the shortest. Yours is just vision. You're like Madonna. You're like a one worder. (laughs) That was the idea. (laughs) Your Instagram is like has lucid dreaming and astral projection, which means if you decide to teach something else, you're practically screwed. Dude, this is my life path. This is the mission. <laughs> like, this is, I'm the lucid dreaming dude. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to the 1,100 people who showed up for this really bizarre call. If you were expecting highbrow spirituality, I truly apologize. But you guys can Google Mind Valley, go to mindvalley.com, check out the Monroe Institute. It was nice having you all here. Thanks, guys. Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.